you could take an entire head of cabbage and as much vinegar and mayonnaise or whatever else you want to put in your slaw as you can do, and it's not going to really help us out at all. I think that we've got, what do we got, an hour and 40 minutes or so until we got to do, do this thing, eat the Howlin' version of the Howlin' Rays fried chicken sandwich, and there's no amount of slaw, there's no amount of pickles or ice cream or yogurt or milk or rice or chips or whatever other tricks that people have suggested that's going to make this thing anything other than a disaster. I think there's only one thing that will help us. It's heart. <laughs> yeah, heart that's going to be on fire. Like, if you, you know, look, you've all eaten that thing, right? Where it just kind of doesn't sit great. You're like, oh, man, that doesn't feel so good. Now, imagine that we're 10 billion degrees hot. I think it's you so got to find it inside to just, uh, yeah, that next level. You no. know what I mean? And I think heart is a bit. Passion is a big part of this. I'm the one that said I'm going to stand on my front lawn during the zombie apocalypse so they'll take me first. I have no heart. I don't want to do this. I just want this to be over with as quickly as possible. Speaking of quickly as possible, you better go get your tickets to the 710 Mandy Awards because we're down to less than 100, right? We are just about out of tickets. So if you want to come with us and have a big party on February 6th, it's the Sunday before Super Bowl Sunday, Quiet Cannon in Montebello. We're going to have a big party. We're going to have fun. We're going to play some games. There's going to be a live-ass slee. Everybody from the station's going to be there. Included. Dinner's included. 25 bucks a ticket. 710awards.net. If you want to go, I'm not Over not 90% of the tickets sold in two. This is the third day of us, and this was supposed to be like a month promotion where we let people buy tickets over the course of a month. This is probably your last day where you're going to be able to get them. So if you want to do it, I would suggest literally go doing it right now. 710awards.net for the uh, inaugural 710 Mandy Awards. By the way, I do like the name. It's grown on me a lot. It, it's At first it was, oh, man, I get it, but the Mandy Awards, it's unique, and we get to play Barry Manilow, so who doesn't like that? Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.com Arena. That's how you say it. I think that's right. There's Staples Center. There's SoFi. Yep. There's the Rose Bowl. Yep. There's Home Depot Center. There's Golden One Credit Union. Smoothie, Banana Smoothie Center or whatever it is. They actually have, they're going to change it to, instead of Smoothie King Center, it will be one of their orders. It will be (laughs) the turmeric. (laughs) (laughs) Strawberrieswildturmeric.com arena. Yeah, it's a, the Strawberry Sunrise. By, by the way, the, yeah. the arena last night for the Bucks—that's a bad one. Fiserv dot something something. Fiserv Forum. Yeah, that's that's. At not least good. it's an alliteration. It's not that bad. Fiserv Forum. What's Fiserv? What is any of this stuff? Well, exactly. But no, you know what Staples is. You know what SoFi is. You what know is what Fiserv? Bank of America is. You know what America like Airlines I've is. Had this you know what AT and T is. Like this, is, I get what they're doing. Does it matter what we know what it is? Yeah, because I don't it does. Like so. it stops you. It takes you out of the moment. Like what is Fiserv is American Arena. multinational Fortune 500, 500 company headquartered in Brookfield, Wisconsin, that provides financial technology and financial services. Mm-hmm. You should have known that by the name. <laughs> Fiserv. So uh-huh. That's what I think. What of right I think away. about is so uh, I went to UVA. My our stadium, our field is named Scott State, or stadium's called Scott Stadium. I don't know who Scott is, but I still call it that, it's and it's a not person. a bad name. I don't know who it is, but it's a person. But it still is. It's not the same thing. I think that you don't really need to know what Fiserv is in order to. You said this yesterday, and I will. I will back up what you said. You throw $700 million at Call me whatever you want. You call me whatever the hell you want. I'll eat that chicken sandwich every day for $700 bucks. I'll eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You got $700, let's go. I'll do a lot of things. What's going to be weird is when I say, you know, leading up to Lakers playing here at Staples Center, next five games here at Staples Center, that's all going to change. It's going to be at Crypto.com Arena. 
Otani wins his MVP today. Yeah. It's not official, but if it doesn't, then you can go ahead and throw that award in the trash can because it's Shohei Otani is the MVP of the American League today. Um, I don't know if we're ever. It's, it may, maybe it'll take a year. Maybe it'll take five, ten, fifty. I yeah. have no idea. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we're going to say he did what? Yeah. Because because we lived through it, because we got to experience it, because you got to see him hit nearly 50 home runs, because you saw him strike out nearly 200 batters, it was just like, oh, Tani's pitching tonight. Yeah, he's really good pitch. Oh, he hit another home run tonight? Oh, yeah, well, he's a pretty good hitter. That it wasn't until time goes by that you start to appreciate these sorts of things. What he did in the 2021 Major League Baseball season – you will never see it again. I know there's a piece in the Times where I'm talking about how is it sustainable. Maybe. I hope so. I'd love to keep seeing it, but I think this may have been lightning in a bottle, and you will never see it again. He'll try it, but at that level to hit both of those highs like that, it's exceptional. So you know how sometimes, I think this happened during the year, do you think he got enough hype this season? Like, Do you think he was covered for half the year, for half, I think r- half the year right is the right way to put it. Right until the All-Star break, and he participated in home he run derby. He owned the All-Star break. Absolutely. Everything was about him. Yep. After that, did it feel like, okay, you just talked less and less? And I know his numbers were different in the second half, at least coming out the gate. Yeah. But the first half, he was the talk of everything. Mm -hmm. All-star game, you you weren't having a conversation without mentioning Otani. It really didn't matter about all the other great players that were involved in it. He participated in home run derby and started on the mound. That is stupid. (laughs) Stupid. But I asked that question because I don't think as much as the Angels have been a disservice to him this up to this point. What I'm referring to there is they're not a they're just not a franchise that you consider one of the elite franchises. And they're also not a good team and a good well run franchise. I, I don't know how much that hurt him, at least for this year, right? Now moving forward and he's already kind of brought up the conversation of I'm not sure. Hey, are, are we going to be competing? I want to win. It wasn't time will tell. What was it? Was it we'll see what happens next? We'll it see was, what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That's what it was. It's very I'll simple. Leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Oh, I'll That's leave it, it at that. That's yeah. it, Emily. Yeah, I'll leave it at that, which is, you know, dun, dun, dun. That's mm-hmm. what that is. That is But he still else. got the hype. And, I, and I, I, that would be even more unfortunate is he did what he did and it was under the radar. Nothing that he accomplished this year I felt like was under the radar. Had he done what he did for the Yankees? Sure. The Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Cubs, mm-hmm. the Giants, mm-hmm. the Cardinals. These teams that get they have national fan bases, right? There are a, you go to a Dodge, the Dodgers draw four million people a year. Yeah. The Dodgers everywhere you go, there's an army of Dodger fans, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to a Dodger game, the Cub fans are everywhere. You go to a Dodger game, Giant fans are everywhere. Sure. Yankee fans are everywhere. Red Sox fans are everywhere. Angel fans are in Orange County. They're in Riverside. They're they're in their area, right? Yep. yep. So. That it happened was cool until it got to part, uh, the point of it being about baseball. And it's like, yeah, that's that's really cool over there, but the Dodgers and Giants are in a pennant race. The Cardinals have won, what was it, 19 in a row? Or the you know the Cubs are having a fire sale. We go back to the you baseball. Couldn't ha- he all. couldn't be a part of the conversation anymore. There, what's the conversation? Other than him hitting a home run and striking out a bunch of guys, which is extraordinary, but it didn't impact the race. It didn't impact the team. It didn't impact their their futures. What was and the reason why I say I felt like he got the buzz is and and of course he would it, it I, I we don't have an equivalent of what another athlete would do in another sport because it's it's so rare what he accomplished this year, but at least when you and I were both sitting at home chilling, if Otani hit a home run, 
there wasn't a minute or two that went by that everybody on Twitter was yeah. letting you know that he hit one. He that MLB.com on yeah. Twitter was putting out the feed of it, that you were getting the local call, that there was, you know, all that obviously a part of it. You you wonder, Emily brought this up when we were talking this morning, like, does it change? Do we see more of it? And the, the perfect example is Steph Curry, right? When there was the NBA before Steph Curry, and there's the NBA after Steph Curry. And it's very obvious how he changed it, mm. where the. 28-foot jump shot is now a part of the NBA. It is. And there's a lot of guys that can do it. Maybe not quite as well as Steph, but Lillard can do it. Morant can do it. Remember Trae Shea Young can Gilgis in the game Shea, at Staples yeah. Center hit that Yes, I mean, 32-footer? It, it happens all the time. Guys yep. take that shot, yeah. and it's kind of a good shot. Now, Steph is the best at it, but he changed it. I don't know if all of a sudden you're going to look around the 30 Major League Baseball teams and Every team's going to have a couple of guys that are going to pitch 100 innings and hit 20 home runs. I don't think you're going to see that, sure. but there there are like for instance, Otani is Otani, right? He's a category of mm-hmm. one. Jake Cronenworth for the Padres was a pitcher and a pretty good one in college, right? Mm-hmm. He could probably pitch in the major leagues. Alex Verdugo, who p- played for the Dodgers for yeah. a long time, got yeah. traded to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He's another one could probably pitch in the major leagues. He's he's that good at it. You wonder if seeing it and not in like blowout way, but you know what? Let's opens try, the door. Opens to, the door. Let's try yeah. it. If it doesn't work, fine. We put him back in the outfield. You put him mm-hmm. back in the infield. Don't think twice about it. But let's try it. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens if Otani doesn't at least crack the door open for that. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. I never thought of other players. Um, but I, I think opening the door as you're not the first to have done it. So like, there's a more, and I know this is it's not the first that's ever happened in baseball. But I'm saying there might be more of a comfort level to say, well. If we do it, if we give him a couple starts and it doesn't work out, he just goes back to doing what he was doing. No harm done. I don't know how much that will also affect if next season um, that if the DH comes to the NL, if that might open the door a little bit more as well. But we'll see how it all. Kind I think of shakes it does. Out. I think it gives you a lot of flexibility yeah. because you don't have to go in and out of the lineup. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, it's really interesting. The Dodgers. Speaking of uh, awards. Max Scherzer third in the Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walker Bueller bum. was in the top ten. Yeah. Julio Urias was in the top. 10. I think they're all top seven. Yeah, that they had three guys. I, and by the way, Corbin Burnson winning this thing, or Corbin Burns, I should say. Corbin Burnson's the actor from uh, Major League. He did not That's win. the Great, Cy he Award. won it. Huh? He did not win the Cy Young Award. Corbin Burns yeah. won the Cy Young Award, uh, and he should have. He he probably statistically had the best year. The Brewers were a really good team. I, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, but that the Dodgers had three of those well, guys it's, is it's extraordinary. Funny. We were having the conversation of you know. Scherzer was top three. Uh, should should Bueller have been in the top three? Should Julio have been in the top? I think the fact that what you just said right there, there's three Dodger pitchers in the top seven. There's three Dodger pitchers in the top seven of the Cy Young Awards. That's incredibly ridiculous. Like I, I don't know how else to explain it. And by the way, sometimes when you say, when you talk about the strengths of a team, if you got three guys that are in the running for the Cy Young in the top seven, then you're assuming... You don't have that much else. Or maybe you're assuming that, well, they can't hit. You know what I mean? And I say that because it's their pitching was a strength. It wasn't their only strength. They had they didn't what their it was, bullpen wasn't their only strength. They didn't have a weakness they didn't have is a weakness. what it was. There were just too many things. Which brings up the question, do you bring Max Scherzer back or how aggressively do you try to bring him back? And in which order do you try to bring all of these guys back? We can get into that coming up. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline because you've got Scherzer, you've yep. got Kershaw, you've got Seeger. 
Taylor Kenley. and Kenley. Yep. Yeah, that those are five guys that every team would absolutely love to have, and the Dodgers need to figure out, okay, where do we go first, second, third, and right on down the line. And they have to figure it out quick because once the strike happens, we won't have another game until 2024. I think it's the end of this month or very early in December. That We're the, three years the CB- away from the December next 1st. game. December 1st, yeah. it's The CBA expires, yeah. and then everything shuts yep. down until they get a new one, which may take a very, very long time. Congo room. <laughs> Where's my money? Give me my thou, Al. Pay me back, bro. All right, that's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> I like that all the music is heat, sun. Everything's got a little bit of a flame uh, theme to it today. This is fun. This is how I, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Tommy uh, just reached out to you and said, hey, make sure you tell everybody they can see this on YouTube, Facebook, all our social Instagram, platforms, Twitter, yeah. all the uh, ESPN LA social MySpace, media. AOL. <laughs> Digital cities. <laughs> what was it? GeoCities? It was one of those Okay, things. my first email was Hotmail, and I haven't used it in years. I don't know how it's connected to my Gmail, but I always get, hey, suspicious activity on your Hotmail account. <laughs> Somebody's logging in. I'm like, guys, I haven't used it in 14 years. Whoever's in, let them in. The suspicious activity is that people still have Hotmail accounts. That's the suspicious activity. Um, and then, not yeah. only is Tommy telling everybody that they can actually, look, this is the radio. One of the reasons I like the radio as much mm-hmm. as I do is no one can see me. I, 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 I like Today's the, world. I like. I understand, but yeah. it's the radio, right? The vast majority of people that consume our show On the podcast, on, on their phone, yep, the yep. phone, the car, right? Now there are cameras in here that are going to document my pain visually. I don't like that. Then Greg comes in here. So I hear you're pretty nervous, huh? Well, no. I'm not nervous necessarily. I'm more angry, frustrated, resigned, desperate. There's a whole bunch of things that are going on. Yes, I think you have. I think you have some nerves. I think that's very common to have nerves when you're about to eat something like this. Hey, Trav, what we're going to do is we're going to take your thumb and we're going to run it through a bandsaw and it's going to be terrible. Are you nervous? Yes. Of course I'm nervous. But it's it's hiding behind anger, animosity, resentment towards you, Alan Sliwa. <laughs> That's what it's all behind. I tried uh, as best as I can. So I told, um, I told by the way, uh, 710awards.net, mm-hmm. 710awards.net. Uh, that you number the sandwich is, at the party is, right as it starts is dwindling down. So just make sure to get your tickets if you want to hang out with us. I say this, I know I'm just kind of throwing it in there. Twenty five dollars a pop, seven ten awards dot net. Get on there right now. Uh, buy your ticket if you want to be a part of this. I was telling Greg. So Greg is like, hey, just so you know, peer pressure will never convince me to do anything. And then uh, I'm like, okay, doesn't he missing half of his eyebrow? He's missing half of his eyebrow. <laughs> I mean, didn't that kind of right after that? that I, was like, I was like, you know what, Greg. You're not invited to eat the sandwich with us, bro. <laughs> oh, that's reverse psychology, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you oh, don't. You don't want to. We be- don't have enough. You can't try it. It's, yeah. It's- well, Janice is already in. Taylor's doing it. Emily's in. Travis, myself. We don't have enough sandwiches for you. It's going to be bad. I think Jorge's going to do it. Yeah. We need someone I, I think he to, has. to talk. So we need Greg to be the person that can talk. Listen, if all of us are incapacitated. We, we said this yesterday. 
Berg is from Mexico City. <laughs> this is what he does. Yeah, I, look, I, I like to think that I enjoy myself time on the radio, and I, I love doing this show. And it's up a until, weird vibe to the show. Up today. until today, yeah. I enjoyed doing the show with you. Sure, but uh, I think we've run out Those of days runway. Are over. I think it's I think it's a wrap at this point. We're talking about the Dodgers and yep. prioritizing where mm-hmm. they're going to go because. We, we said a second ago, the Dodgers' weakness last year, it wasn't, you know what the problem is? They got to fix this. The bullpen good? Yeah. Do they score runs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they pitch really well? Yeah. Are they are they versatile? Do they have some depth? The answer was yes until they got deep into the playoffs and then guys were dropping like flies. But there really wasn't a problem. So now it is, where do you prioritize your resources? Because even the Dodgers can't have a $300 million payroll. And if you resign all of the guys that are, are available to for free agency, that's where you're over. You're north of $300 million. Even the Dodgers aren't going to do that, I don't think. Sure. So who's first? Uh, of Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Taylor, Corey Seager, and Kenley Jansen. Who's, can I, it, can it, I go down the list? Yeah. And I want you to answer these as I go, okay? Um, you're ranking the priority from one to five. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start five. Okay. Where does Kenley Jansen land on the one to five? If you got to give him a number, five. Five. And it's because you don't feel like what he did last season. You got the best you possibly can out of him. You have Trinan, who's waiting to be technically your closer. You had a really good bullpen that came in for the most part that second half of the season, which was fantastic. Uh, that's why you're putting him at number five. And I just add one other thing. Yep. When they go, they go. You know, it's like a milk, right? Once it's spoiled, but how did he go? And I then... don't know. I, it, it's extraordinary because he it, was extraordinary. He was. He was not just good last season. He was excellent Great. to the point where somebody's going to give him a multiple year deal for real big time money. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, go ahead. I just don't think that the, if the, we're prioritizing, he's my last call. If I if I have to complete one deal before I can go to the next, he's my last call. Okay, so he's your number five right now. Yep, Corey Seager, one. He's your number one. He is. I really like to hear that because I I felt like I have been trained since Trey Turner has got here. Hey, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And I I don't know. I've always kind of sat back. I'm like, but Corey Seager is not just some freaking baseball player that you're just going to grab out of nowhere. Corey Seager is an absolute baller. uh, So you put him as your number one priority. He's my first guy, and I I just and I need to know. Hey, look, are we gonna? I'm going to pay you whatever the going rate is. I'm making up numbers here. We're going to pay you 35 million dollars a year. You in? And if he's yes, great. Let's go. You're my number one guy. I think he's that valuable. He plays a premium position, reasonably well defensively. He's not Ozzie Smith, but he's good enough. And he hits like very few people in baseball hit. Mm-hmm. He is a exceptionally productive offensive player. And he's he's a good teammate. All of the things. And you can move Trey Turner around the field. And I read something the other day when they were ranking all these shortstops. Yeah. It sounds like at some point he would not Trey Turner, but Corey Seager might be willing to go play some third base, go play mm-hmm. some first base, and that mm-hmm. just gives you all sorts of optionality again. Okay, Chris Taylor two. I think he's number two. He can do get, everything. You get four players with that dude. Yeah. Where do you want to hit him? One through eight. Take your pick. He's mm-hmm. fine. He can perform in the middle of the order, driving runs. You need him to be a table setter. Great. You need him to be back into the see a bunch of pitches. Fine. You need a center fielder, him. Left fielder, him. Shortstop, him. Hmm. Third baseman, him. It's like getting five guys. What do you think? What do you think he'll get paid? 
I don't know. That's uh, that's that's I lot. think the question. I, I don't I don't have that number either. I, I'm curious to know if you think that. My guess is he'll get something similar to what Kike Hernandez got. And off the top of my head, I don't. But I think that's probably the mark. Is I think they're pretty similar players. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll get something in those in that. Ballpark. Okay. So this is what you have. You have Kenley as your number five priority. You have Seager as your number one priority. Chris Taylor is your number two priority. Who's number three between Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw? Scherzer. He's just a better pitcher at this point in his career. And, and I get it that Clayton Kershaw's Dodger in history and all that. We've talked about that a, a lot. Max Scherzer was the best pitcher in baseball for about two months. And he was and he was and the other months where he wasn't the best pitcher in baseball, he was damn close. It wasn't like he just had a two months out of nowhere and was extraordinary. He was extraordinary all season long, but went to a totally different level. So I, I know that <clears throat> I, I know this is not there's not a tie to this, but the loyalty part of it, you have Kershaw at four, Kenley at five. Mm-hmm. I think you are it's apparent you feel like, okay, you've got the best out of these guys. Does it move at all because of what they've done for the Dodgers? For Kershaw, yes. For Kenley, not so much. Yeah. For for Ker- Kershaw is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Kenley's borderline, maybe. Yeah. You gotta maybe squint a little bit to see that. But Clayton Kershaw's a four he won the MVP as a pitcher. Yep. What else do we have to talk about? Uh can I can I grab one quick call here? Jim in South LA. Jim, uh, I feel like you have some kind of beef with Travis and I. What do you have over there? What's going on, Jim? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I have got both a Hotmail and a Yahoo email. <laughs> I've had them since I, I've had them since 1999. It's like why change them? They work. I've I've carefully managed them. I got one for personal stuff. I got one for you know when you need to put in an email for everything, and they work. Jim you know, Hotmail gets email one, but I don't use it. Hotmail okay. gets hacked every 38 minutes. My <laughs> Hotmail gets hacked every 38 minutes. Hey, I've been secure. I've been secure, and it's worked well for me. It's like, why change it? People can get in touch with me that I've known for years. Do you have a milkman and take a stagecoach to work? Uh, no, but I do wear uh, saddle shoes. My man. Awesome. There we go. There Good we go. for you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. I like it. I like that he takes up for his uh, Hotmail account. I respect that a great personal, deal. too. He's like, what? Somebody say something about Hotmail? <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna be What's up the, the phone, phone number? <laughs> He, he called right away too. What's right the phone number on his rotary phone? He picked it up and went It took him ten minutes to dial, but he got in. I like that. You know what's funny? When you know, every time we do ask sleep, we get random camping stories. Uh-huh. Right? Um, there's payphones still out there. You know, so some I was listening. But to there's a- there's a reason, right? You don't have you don't have service. Your service doesn't work on your phone. It's gonna take you a half hour to get out to Home Depot. So it's you know, it takes a little time. There's straight up pay phones. You're just walking in with quarters. I gotta call my wife. That's what my buddy will say, just sitting in there throwing in quarters. I don't know. Got if a this couple is- quarters? No. Why would I bring quarters out here? We need firewood. Change? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is pandemic related, but I was listening to a podcast the other day. Somebody said something about a payphone. Yeah. That. Wait, hold on. Let me just see if I got this right. There was a phone that everyone touched and put literally on their mouth, and you would wait for your turn to use it. That was a thing that we all did. Yep, sure did. Pay for the opportunity to do it. Now I'm good on uh, never using a payphone again. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You know, I have a big dinner planned tonight. I'd hate to fill up. Can I just skip it? Can of course, just, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, got, I got plans later tonight. No question about it. Here, here's one thing I'm just asking. Yep. Sincerely of the listeners to stop doing on Twitter. Guys, I know how the human body works. I know how I, – I, I get it. Please stop sending it. Okay, I, I understand that I just don't have to eat it. Okay, I understand. Please stop sending it to me. It's disgusting, and I don't want to talk about it. Please stop. Let's do fact or cap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, guys. Emily, I, how are we feeling over there? I am feeling good. You're feeling I, okay? I, yeah, you know, right I'm now, excited. It's you look great. like... Wait for an you, hour and 10 minutes and you see. Have, you have a very positive... Ad. Every time I walk into that studio, Taylor, Emily, <laughs> much better vibe in there than coming into here. It's fine by me. <laughs> well, I'm just... I'm. I think you feel it too. You go in there; it's a different vibe. I'm than not in pretending here. that I don't that like I don't want to do this. This is not me doing a bit. This is not. I, I really, truly don't want to do this it. This is why we appreciate you doing it. All right, whatever. My factor caps are non-spicy related, so Thank I'm gonna remind off of it for a second. So, uh, two American tourists broke into the Roman Colosseum to drink some beer, and they were both fined nine hundred dollars each by the Italian police. So it was worth it. Travis is his factor cap. I think it's a fact. That's a that's a great story to tell, right? It's ex- it's an expensive story. That's a lot of money, nine hundred dollars. I'm not uh, dismissing the the amount, but what a great story! Hey, let me tell you about the time I broke into the Coliseum and had a bunch of beers. That's a pretty damn good story, right? That's not. Hey, me and my friends were out in college one night and had too many Coors Lights, right? That that this is we we snuck into the Coliseum. We're drinking beer in the Coliseum. That's a, I, I think it's fact. I think I would love to have that story in my repertoire. Okay, so this is kind of a no-brainer. It is fact. The only question I have is how long were they in there for? You know, that's my curiosity. Because let's say they got in, and right as they got in, they're running, and the security guard's already come in, and it's like 900. You didn't even get a chance to enjoy no, I'm, your I'm beer. I'm assuming you got to take your shoes off, put your feet up. <laughs> the, the whole get two thing. beers in. Yeah, you said, at least into the second so it beer. Says, that's right. It says the pair, both in their 20s, snuck into the Coliseum in the early hours of Monday morning to enjoy a beer. They were spotted sitting on the second ring of the ancient Gladiator, Gladiator Stadium at about 530 local time. So that sounds like... They went in. Had a good time. They picked where they want to sit. They sat back to enjoy it. They cracked cracked one open, gave a little cheers, and sat back and said, we already won. Whenever they come, <laughs> they come. Welcome the security guards in. That sounds like it's worth whatever fine that you gave them. It's under a I grand. wonder if you do the research before, right? Like, okay, if we get caught, what's the trespassing fine? Is it because what if it were? It's an investment. Thousand dollars. It was an what investment. If you have to go to jail, and you're in jail in Italy now. Okay, but am I going to jail where like criminals are, or I'm going to jail where people that do stupid things? Like a drunk go? tank. Right. If there's there's different levels of jail. Like I don't need jail, but jail, I'm okay with that. Well, I, I think the the key is too is. They're gonna change whatever. If it's nine hundred bucks to break in, it's not gonna be nine hundred bucks moving forward. <laughs> like that's gotta be because yeah, you got a lot of people right. saying, "Hey, this is a great investment. We go out, we'll get to the Coliseum, we'll break in four fifty you, four fifty me, and let's let's move on." It's go each. To, it's go, each. To, go to the Vatican, Florence. Go go find somewhere else to go to it. Uh, nine hundred each. All nine hundred right. each. Uh, if you know a fun fact, you always point it out, regardless of how many times you've said it. Alan is this factor cap. Cap, I'll annoy myself. You know, I, 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 
I mentioned this, and Trav, I, I know that you feel a certain way about this. Yeah. I got an uncle of mine. We used to always go up to Monterey for Thanksgiving. Okay. They lived up in Monterey, so we'd always go up and visit them. A few Beautiful. different families from San Diego would go up there. And every time we would go past Gilroy, okay, he'd say, hey, that's the garlic capital of the world. It is. You get garlic ice cream I'm in like, uh, my man, um, six for the last six <laughs> years, it's been the garlic capital of the world. We know that. Everybody knows that who's here in this Toyota Sienna <laughs> van, okay? Everybody knows that. Um, Sienna. I'm not one to sit back and kind of keep bringing up that fact. I have a feeling you might be a little bit What's your uncle's name? Seda. Seda? Yeah. I like Uncle Seda. Yeah. Okay. He and I would get along really well because- The fact that he got on the show today, that's awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to tell my cousin. <laughs> that Because today is a perfect example. There is a McDonald's in Santa Barbara where the Egg McMuffin was invented. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my parents happen to live fairly close to said McDonald's. Yep. And every time we drive by it with my kids, I'll say, hey, kid, you see that McDonald's right there? It's where the Egg McMuffin was invented. And I've said it every time for- I don't know, 20 years every time we drive by it. And now it's the point where we just pull on a State Street. It's on State Street right by the 101 freeway. They'll yep. always, every time, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. The Egg McMuffin. I egg McMuffin. And I still go, no, no, but hold on, let me finish, let me finish. That's where the Egg McMuffin was invented. Like the very first Egg McMuffin came off the griddle in that McDonald's right there. Can you believe that? I do okay. it every time. I could see you doing this as well with your kids. I'm sure before you bought the house that you're in right now, there were other houses that you looked at. I always remember my parents growing up. It's like, you know how close we were to buy that <laughs> yeah. house? It, there, it's, I don't Do know. you know how close we were to buying that house? I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. I understand that because every time we drive by this house, you tell me how close we were <laughs> to buying that house. It's a mom and dad house. thing. It's, it's, a, it's a dad gear that I deeply enjoy deploying. I sometimes feel like myself like a mini tour guy when I take my new friends around the cities that I live in because I just stack up on those fun facts. And again, my, my best friend hates me for it. She's like, okay, I've been here before. We don't need to go over it yet again. <laughs> yeah, but it's the first Egg McMuffin. Is that not amazing? <laughs> the very first one was made in that store That one right is there. kind of impressive. Like, I don't want to give you that much, but that's kind of impressive. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Never, I would want you to so say it on, again on, if we quick. go buy it. There had never been an Egg McMuffin. Until somebody made one in that McDonald's in Santa Barbara. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> All right. So The Rock says he wants to throw his hat in the ring to play the character of James Bond. You're a little tired of The Rock. Travis is factor cap. Cap. I love The Rock. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in. Like that, you might think that's not my lane, like the rock kind of movies, but I like him. He's a really interesting guy. I think he's funny. I think he's a pretty good actor, and it would be a totally different thing with The Rock as James Bond. It would kind of be hard to see him as Bond. It would just be The Rock with a martini and an Aston Martin, Yeah, but I'm okay with that. I think that might be kind of fun. We could do The Rock as James Bond. It's funny that one of the options is like you have a little exhaustion from him. I think I think it's fact. You, you're over I'm the road. I'm good. I see. I feel like I see him every single time. He looks like he just added six more muscles I never knew existed <laughs> every time I see him on camera. Um, and then him being Bond, it's like there's too much. It's, how do you rock the rock? He's also not British, <laughs> so that's gonna be a big thing to go, get over there. Well, Daniel Craig's Australian. I mean, this is this is why we act, right? You put on voices and, and accents and all of these things. Sean Connery is what Scottish was Scottish. Sean Connery still with us? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yes, this is this is being an actor. I've also heard Idris Elba, which would be awesome, also. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. All right, I got one more for you guys. So Oregon is going to play Utah this weekend. So Oregon is going to lose this weekend to Utah because, of course, they will. <laughs> Alan, this is Factor Cat. So it's at Utah. It's in Salt Lake. Okay. 
um, to properly represent the Pac-12 and to make sure that everybody understands what this conference is, Oregon will lose to Utah, right? <laughs> maybe. Like, that's maybe. just kind of like what they do. That's what the Pac-12. If, if you want to, you know, sometimes they say, hey, represent our conference proudly. This is how you represent the Pac-12. You lose in this big game. By the way, if you're Utah and you want to help a brother out, don't even show up to the game. <laughs> Give them one. Okay, so there's Give them couple, one for the conference. There's a couple of things going on here. You're basically right, <laughs> okay? Here's the trouble. Oregon has already laid their egg for the season. They usually only do it once. Right. Okay. And Stanford game had 48 opportunities to win. And they didn't. Right. And Stanford stinks. And they're still top four in the country. And they're still in the top four. So the good news is they've had their really bad day so far. Yeah. The flip side of this is if Utah wins that game, Utah represents the Pac-12 South. They're the Pac-12 South champion if they win that game. So they got a lot to play for. If Oregon wins the game, they're the Pac-12 North champion. Odds are they're both still going to win their respective halves. And of play the each Pac-12. other again. Play each other in Vegas. Are you trying to say Pac-12 that even if Oregon beats them this time, they might not beat them the second time? Ding, ding, ding. It's, it's college football, right? It's really hard. Unless, of course, the, yeah. unless one team's a lot better than the other one, and these two teams aren't, I think they're probably kind of equal. Oregon's quarterback is mm. not great. I think that Maybe not this Saturday, but eventually, yes. USC UCLA this weekend, by the way. Is it? Yeah. I'll take your word for it. At Dignity Health. <laughs> Arcadia High. <laughs> They're going to go play at uh, Dick Salter Stadium there at Arcadia High. Nice nice high school football stadium, but uh, they probably have enough seating for the one this week. All right. Um, let's go back to the Lakers, Al. Let's talk about what we saw last night in Milwaukee because it wasn't great in one regard, and it wasn't actually that bad in I another. agree. By, by the way um, – we have not taken enough phone calls, and we know we have a lot of people on hold. So 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. If you have some thoughts on last night's game, Giannis and AD, if you have some tips for us when we eat our Howland sandwich coming up in travel, we're getting really close to about an hour. Almost you know how exactly. you said you were saying 13, 14 hours, a countdown? So we'll do all that coming up next day right here. This is the Travis and Sleba Show on 710 ESPN. Less than 100 tickets left. So if you want to come, I would strongly advise that you go to 710awards.net, like Chris just said, right now and order your tickets. Look, holidays around the corner. Maybe you want to give it to somebody in your life that you know lives into the station, likes the station. Come and have a few beers with us, have a little food, tell some funny stories. Why not, right? We'd, uh, we'd love to have, uh, obviously, all the listeners there who are passionate about this radio station. We always appreciate it. You go to 710awards.net. Uh, buy tickets. It's twenty five bucks. Everyone will be there. The whole gang. You know, obviously, this show, uh, Mason in Ireland, Sedano and Cap, all the names that you've heard over the years on this radio station, uh, will all be there. Show. Yeah, everybody yeah, will everybody. be there. It's going to so. be great. Cannot wait to do it. The Sunday before Super Bowl Sunday, yep. February sixth. So uh, it'll be here before you know it. Go get ninety percent of the tickets are sold. So if you want one, you want to be a part of it. Uh, Seven Ten Awards dot net. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles helping vets in need learn more at keys to progress.com ready for some calls al sure a let's do bunch it of things let's do on. it let's he's been waiting a long time straight to the front of the line noah in studio city noah you're on with travis lee hey guys uh thank you for getting me on first of all the reason you guys are going to win this award for best show is because what just happened before you guys went to break when slee was said we haven't gotten to enough calls this is the only show that would say that. You guys are by far the most fan-friendly show 
on the station. And for my money, it's going to be a runaway. So let me get to my top five. Top five. Sure. <laughs> appreciate it. No, no, no. We, we appreciate the compliments. Go ahead. What do you got? The, um, the, now that we've all come to a, an agreement on who and what Anthony Davis is and the debate is officially over, there is a way to salvage this. And it has to do with Kobe Bryant and what he did with Pau Gasol. Because Pau Gasol essentially was Anthony Davis. He was a guy putting up great numbers in the middle of nowhere, and then he came to L.A. and the big lights, and he wasn't ready for it. And Kobe Bryant reached down into his soul and said, you can be better, you will be better, you must be better. And for two seasons, he got something out of that guy that he had never done before, and he never did afterwards. But they got those two rings because Kobe Bryant just literally willed him to be the best he could be. And he didn't have nearly the tools that Anthony Davis has. So if LeBron James wants to continue to challenge himself to grow and become a better leader and a greater legacy, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go to Davis, and he needs to shame him. He needs to encourage him. He needs to challenge him. He needs to do whatever he has to do to get in that guy's head and say, dude, you are just going to be remembered as another guy in this league if you don't change the way you're playing. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to get into that. that that's Thanks for calling in, bud. Thanks, Noah, and thanks for the nice things you said. Um, it's really interesting. Let, let, let's start right here. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's not like this is how you motivate somebody. It's different for every sure. single guy, sure. right? Absolutely. And, and, and there are different leadership styles. Some guys lead through intimidation and yeah. fear. Some guys choose the opposite path. The bo- both can be equally effective. And the best leaders adjust to each person. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Maybe Kobe saw in Powell that, you know what? I'm not, He does not need an arm around his shoulder. He needs a boot in his ass. Sure. Okay? And, and I'm, and I'm going to give him one. Because when he publicly said, it's time to put your big boy pants on, it's kind of embarrassing for for Powell. It was at the time like, dude, wow, you know that's that's there. That's not ambiguous. There's no mixed message in there. That's you need to get right and do it now. You know, maybe LeBron looks at AD and realizes if I do that, that's going to go make it even worse. Mm-hmm. That I if I embarrass LeBron him, has his own style his of how own he's going to do it. But yep. Maybe AD is an arm around the shoulder. Hey, man, you're the best player out here. We need you. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Maybe he responds better to that. I I don't know. I just know that what they get from Anthony Davis is inconsistent. When it's good, it's as good as anybody, but it's not that often enough. And last night was just a glaring example of the levels that great players go to and then Anthony Davis. But this is this is what I think, Noah, this is what you got to keep in mind. AD's got an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. So it's not as if Powell came to the Lakers and they hadn't got one. Remember, first year he came, they lost to the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Now it's even more motivation. Kobe trying to get his ring. Why? Because he wants to tie. Sha- he wants to prove to everybody that I can get a championship without Shaquille O'Neal. That's a big part to do it as well. LeBron has four NBA championships. If he stops playing tomorrow, if he starts pl- stop playing tonight, he'll go down as one of the top three players to ever play the game. I think we're ignoring the fact that Anthony Davis already has a chip. But this is the difference, I think, between AD and the conversation Noah has in mind. I feel like he's got another level. I feel like a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo shouldn't be dropping 47 going 18 of 23 when they're going mano a mano. 
LeBron's going to eventually come back. We talked about it earlier in the show. Maybe the mistake I made was hyping up Giannis versus AD. What I should, what I really should be doing is hyping up, well, it's going to be Giannis and LeBron James once they're both healthy. Maybe I'm hyping up the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. I think there's something what he's saying about the, the pal piece and everything else, but they do have a chip together. He was one of those guys in that championship there's, run. There's degrees, The right? problem is when LeBron isn't there, it's not like he's taking his game to another level. And it's even when LeBron is there, there are moments where he... He had 18 it's, points it's, yesterday and didn't take a free no, throw. No, for sure. I, and I agree with you, but I, no one's disputing that Anthony Davis is a terrific player. He is. There's Anybody that argues otherwise is not paying attention. He's a terrific player. But he's not one of those. He's not, he's not one of those. And I think that's what you're talking about. We thought that maybe he was. We thought that maybe he could Why get wouldn't to that we? point. Of course. Right? It's, it's a fair question, I mean? for sure. But he's not. And this this is where I've come to my Zen tranquility, like we talk about, where when when it when it shows up and it will, he'll have nights where it's like, well, there it is, great, mm-hmm. I'll take those and I'll be happy to get them, but I'm not going to get frustrated when they're not there. It's ten years, okay? If it, if it's if it's we're not there all the time after ten years, we're not going to be there all the time. There's LeBron, there's AD, or I'm sorry, there's KD. LeBron, there's KD, mm-hmm. there's Steph, there's there we know who they are. There's Giannis. We know who these guys are who go to that spot and stay there and really don't come down very often. And then there's guys that pop into it occasionally. And I think AD's in the second group. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. It's a good way and, to describe and, it. And That's he's actually just not there. And by the way, this was the reason why there was also extra attention is because LeBron was out for 10 games. Yeah. So what's it going to look like? I mean, I, I was I was doing the pitch, right? My pitch was they'll be okay. AD Russell Westbrook, they're holding down the fort when uh, LeBron's gone. They went 4-6. Let's try one more quickly. Los Angeles and Joe. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? Okay, guys. First of all, great show. And uh, I wanted to talk to you, except that, uh, Travis, you're 0 for 2. And the two that you're 0 for 2 on, and when you said that the Dodgers have no weakness, yeah. and the Rock would be a great uh, <laughs> James Bond. Okay. okay. So as an ex-pro baseball player, I, I know what goes on in the clubhouse. What the Dodgers lack, number one, is leadership. They don't have a Kirk Gibson in that locker room. Um, and, and two, their manager is not, uh, in five years, he's mismanaged this, this team, in my opinion, in terms of his handling of the, of the pitching. Catchers, most of us will, that played this game professionally know that managers mostly are catchers that understand it. Bruce Bochy, Joe Torrey, I can name a number of them. Mm-hmm. The fact is, and I'll give you two examples. In 2017, Dodgers were ahead in the eighth inning with the Astros. What Robert did, he panicked. He went immediately to Kenley Jansen, took him out of his routine. He's a closer, remember. Takes him out of his routine for two innings of relief. The eighth went well, but the ninth, they got tied, and they lose in the, in, in the extra innings. Okay? That cost him the series because it was a one-game difference. In that, yeah, Joe, let me, let me jump in on you. I hate to do it because I wanted to hear why The Rock shouldn't be James Bond, but maybe we can do that another day. I Look, Dave Roberts has made a lot of mistakes. They, the Dodgers have also won the division eight years in a row, and then the year they didn't win it, they won 106 games. I have a very hard time laying the majority of this at Dave Roberts. Does he make mistakes? Yeah. Did he tank the Julio Urias thing in the playoffs? Yeah, I think he did. There are there are some examples, but you know the one that you bring up in 2017, um, we're leaving out the most important part of that. The other team knew what was coming. I don't think oh, it, no excuses. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, that Kenley Jansen having a bad ninth inning is just on Dave Roberts because he went to him too early. That whole series is yeah, just yeah. absolutely yeah. a ridiculous 
example of anything that anybody did in that because the other guy knew your cards. So I just kind of put that one aside. I Look, I, I've criticized Dave a lot. I think that he shares in some responsibility. But the reason the Dodgers have not won the World Series more than once is not exclusively Dave Roberts' But, but you, you understand where – well, that's the key word. It's not exclusively, right? You can't put it just on the manager. But you also understand, understand I think, respect that listeners – it, it it is natural to point at the manager. It is natural to point at the coach. I, I get a ton of tweets during the Lakers game saying, why is Vogel this, that, this, that? That's that's natural. Sure. It's very natural for that to happen. And, you know, we, we've talked about this run for the Dodgers. As great as they've been, it has been disappointing because you only have one series, World Series under your belt. So I still think it's fair for them to criticize a manager. All right, so AD and Giannis last night. Yep. It was not good. There was something, however, that was actually pretty good for the Lakers. We'll do it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.